What's good, man? We back again with another episode of DNA Culture. Um, this week is just me and Lance, man. We filling in for Donnie. He, uh, he he's not available today, you know. So we gotta keep the road going for y'all and, and the fans to keep y'all informed. Uh, it's all good though. Um, so yeah, since the last episode, uh, the biggest thing that has happened in the MLB um, has been the trade deadline, man. Twenty twenty two trade deadline. Uh, a historic one. People are are even saying it was the biggest the biggest trade in MLB history. They said a lot of people are saying happened this year on the trade deadline. Um, you know, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that, recap that for y'all, um, and we're gonna talk. We can get to some other things too uh, along this show. We're gonna talk a little bit about the MLB draft as well as how we see the playoff picture um, forming now since the you know the trades have have taken place. Um, but you know. Without further ado, we're going to these trades, man, and it, it makes no sense to not hit on what we feel like, what a lot of people feel like is the biggest trade to happen in history, <laughs> and that's the Padres, man. The Padres got Juan Soto and Brandon Bell from the Nationals. Um, now, the Nationals received, you know, a lot of prospects, you know, from, from what I've saw, uh, they received a really big haul of prospects, probably the most top prospects ever received in, in a trade deadline. So, hey, they they accomplished what they, you know, they're supposed to get. So they got uh, C.J. Abrams, which was, he was already up. He was a shortstop uh, for uh, San Diego. He's filling in for Tatis a little bit this year. C.J. Abrams. Um, they have Robert Hassel the third. He's the number one prospect. Um, I believe that was in the Padres, the Padres systems. Uh, James Wood, uh, both, uh, Robert Hassel and James Wood, both uh, outfielders, so could, you know, maybe offset some of that Soto uh, outfield depth that they're losing. They're also getting Mackenzie Gore, uh, a, a big big uh, lefty uh, prospect pitcher um, from their organization, and also Jarlin uh, Susanna, who is like their 14th um, prospect uh, in, for, the, for the Padres. So they got they got a pretty decent haul for, for him. Um, so... Of course, the reason why, you know, this, this trade is just so big, man, is Juan Soto. He has at least three years more of controllable time before he even has to get a contract, you know, because uh, he's he's still under arbitration, man. So they get him, and I don't do that. They get him. They get Josh Bell, a switch-hitting uh, first baseman who's been tearing it up this year. You know what I mean? So the Padres really – had a pretty good, you know, trade right here, man. Uh, Lance, what would you grade this 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 trade right here to to the Padres? Oh, a, a, absolutely a. <laughs> I mean, how can you how can you grade a team anything lower than an A that is now a World Series contender? Like, if you have a chance, I don't care how many prospects you got. I don't care, you know, how good they are. You know, prospects are good. They cute to look at for a few years while they in double A AA and triple A. But you have a proven commodity that's available. And you got a chance to get him. He said he wants to come there because obviously he gave the Nationals a list, right? Like all the top players, when you get put on the trade block, first thing the team is going to do is be like, hey, give us a list. You know, we're going to do whatever, you know, it is to make you happy. And, you know, if you think about it, 
I, I was sitting here thinking in the past and not even year in the past like four or five months all three big sports baseball basketball and football have seen Deshaun Watson which is the youngest you know quarterback you know to ever be available you know that was that good Katie Kevin Durant who you know nobody's we never had the best player in basketball which you know that's arguable but you know we never had the the youngest best player in basketball available for trade and now we have Juan Soto available young he had three years of control now the thing is so I seen some people on Twitter saying, "Oh well, he got three years of control. Why wouldn't they keep him?" Well, yeah, you could keep him, but one, you better have a good team around him after you keep him. And two, he might not want to play for your team no more. So you gonna make him unhappy. So you you gotta let him go. I mean, if he if he wants a trade, and you know you keep him around. You know that you on thin ice for the rest of those three years. True. So they gave up a lot, but to me, if you got a chance to get into that elite tier with where it's like five or six teams that have like a legit shot to win it, you gotta take that chance. I don't care what you give up. They form might suck now. Who cares? <laughs> if they holding up the trophy at the end of the year, who cares it's about a form? Right. The Braves won the World Series last year. How many times did people bring up their form from November to February during the offseason? A whopping zero because nobody cares. Nobody cares. In fact, I'll give you this too. They have the rankings for farms every year in baseball. Who has the best form in baseball right now? Yes. do you know? It's the Orioles. No, you don't know. It's you said Orioles. probably. It's the Orioles. That, no, you don't know. Because don't nobody care. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. Nobody cares. But, but I'll say like, this. You got all these prospects. You can send them to a team to get Juan Soto. You got to do it. Yeah. A and, plus. And, and the point I made here, even if, even if you do know who it is, usually the team that the teams that have the best uh, farm system are the worst teams in baseball, usually. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's still, even if you do have the best form, it's not guaranteed that, you know, it's going to turn into wins for you. Uh, even though right now, you know, Baltimore Orioles turn around, man. They're, I think they like six games over 500. So, it's, hey, it's working. Shout out Fine. to them Orioles. Right. But you know what? I, I picked them last. I feel bad. <laughs> I, you know, I thought they was going to win like 40-some games this year. Man. And now they look like they're going to win like 70-some Hey, man, By I the mean, way, they also playing like one of the toughest divisions in baseball. So. They do. Hey, hey, they are, they ahead of the Boston Red Sox, which yeah, Boston Red Sox so, were in the ALCS last year, which is crazy. So hey, now but, I will say this: I, I'm, I'm a one more thing. The Braves did hoard their prospects for a long time, and it worked out. True, true, true. But it's a risk. Because we didn't know how good Austin Riley was going to be. We didn't know how good Dansby Swanson was going to be. We didn't know how good Ronald Acuna was going to be. Yeah, it's a, it's a dice shoot. So. It is. And then a lot of those prospects, 
if you notice, you just named a lot of position player prospects. A lot of our pitching prospects ain't really work out. You know, we had a quite a bit of them. You know what I mean? You in might fact, get one or two. a couple of them. Yeah. I mean, and eventually, it just didn't work. I, I even remember back to, like, Kobe, Kobe Al, uh, Allard, the one that uh, we sent to Texas. And, and Lucas Sims, he didn't work out for us. But, you know, he, he turned to a pretty good relief pitcher with the Reds. But, you know, it's, just a, it's a lot of them, you know, that – you just you just never really know, man. Like like Tuki ain't really work out for us, man. Bryson Wilson, Brian Wilson didn't work out for us. So you just you really never know. And even now, like Ian Anderson, he was the number three pick in the draft. He's struggling. This bad word of World Series last year. He's still young, but he's struggling this shit. He just got sent down to AAA, man. So you just you really don't know. These prospects, bro, they can be here one day and then tomorrow they be gone. So like you said, I like the fact that, you know, San Diego really went for it, man. Like, if you're a fan of San Diego Padres, like, you have to be ecstatic. And, you know, we just talked about one trade, man. But first off, not only did they do that, San Diego Padres, they added Josh Hader, arguably the best closer in the game for, like, the last at least three or four years, you know what I mean? Ain't, ain't nobody... Ain't nobody coming from the left side like Hayden. When he coming to games, usually over. Just to be honest with you, uh, I mean, at one point maybe you could say Rodas Chapman was kind of like that, but he didn't fell off. So Hayden definitely the most the dangerous the most dangerous closer I feel like in the game. They added Hayden, which is insane. I still don't know how that really happened, but hey. and they added uh, Brandon Drury, who's another like. He's having like his best year of his career. He's he can play a lot of positions. He's kind of like a utility guy, but the way he's been hitting this year, he could be a starter basically. So, like when you look at what the Padres have added just to their lineup, you know what I mean, and the fact that they haven't had Tatis all year, and once they add Tatis back, and you got Hater in the back of that, the the bullpen to just close it down at the end. Like the only thing that they really missing. I mean, starting pitching, from what I've seen, their starting pitching hasn't been bad, but their lineup has been kind of struggling. But, I mean, now you got you got Juan Soto, you got Josh Bell, you got Machado, you got Tatis, you got Drury you can add in there, man. You got you got so many bats. Cronenworth's probably going to get high soon. So, it's just like profile. Like, they got so much potential now, man. I, I really like what they did. And kudos to the Padres for really going for it, man. You never know. You never know what happens. You know, those prospects they they sent away might turn into stars, man. But, hey, at this point, you do what you got to do, and you got to respect it. I respect them, and I say good job to the Padres, man. I, I definitely give them. It's all about yeah. the championships. It's about the championships. It's about the it's rings. It's about the championships. It is, man. Stop holding prospects. If you got a chance to get a superstar, go get them. Go get them. Hey, I mean, you just you got to know. You got to. Sometimes the prospects are good. Sometimes you know. If you can go get it, go get it. If it's really gonna make a difference, go and do it, bro. Like you said, Soto, he's young, controllable. You know, there's no reason not to do that. Um, just a few more, you know, trades that I, I see that went on. Like, uh, I guess I'll hit on the, the Yankees. Uh, the Yankees, they uh, they got Harrison Bader from the Cardinals, but they had to send away Jordan Montgomery. 
Um, they also, um, who else did they add? They added, um, they added, uh, what's the guy from uh, the Royals? They added. Uh, Gallo. No. no, no, they sent Gallo away. They sent, they sent Gallo. They sent Gallo away, and they got. Um, I'm coming on his name. So, okay, they got Frankie Montas from uh, and uh, and Lou Trevino from the Athletics. Yeah, Frankie Montas. He's got nasty stuff. Uh, good righty to to add to their pitching rotation, and they also added. I'm looking for his name. I don't know why I can't find it. Uh, dang, what is this dude's name? When I say his name, I'm be like, bro, how did I not? Andrew Benettini. Oh my goodness, Andrew Benettini. They got <laughs> Andrew Benettini from the Royals. He's a good out- outfield guy. He knows how to play in the outfield. You know, what I mean, he knows how to play playoff baseball. He's won a World Series with the with the Red Sox. Man, a good champion to add to your roster, bro. Um, you know, the Yankees. They everybody knows they they have had a lot of injury. Um, history, you know what I mean, in their outfield. So the fact that they have added uh, Benintendi and they even added uh, Bader as well, even though Bader's kind of hurt right now. That's that's two more outfielders to to add to the depth, uh, which is I think is pretty good. Like I said, they added a starter. They did lose a starter with Jordan Montgomery. Not really sure what they wanted to do there, but they did. And I think they added. I, I already mentioned it, but they added like a relief uh, pitcher too. So I mean, I think they got a little better. Um, the Mets made some pretty nice uh, under the radar moves. They got uh, Daniel Vogel back from the Pirates, uh, a power lefty to to really plug into their uh, lineup. He's looked pretty nice. They also added Tyler Naquin, who's been decent. Um, yeah, it's 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 some pretty decent trades. Uh, Mariners added Luis Castillo for um, from the Reds. Uh, Dodgers took a flyer on Joey Gallo, even though Joey Gallo is probably hitting about, I don't know, like a me, buck. Me a, and you. Probably what me and you would hit is me and I feel. But yeah. let, let me say this. Let me, let me add this to what you're saying. Right. Notice all the teams that you're saying, and I respect this so much. Notice all the teams we naming, Yankees. Dodgers, Padres, even the Mariners, they in second place. These are all teams that feel like they one piece away and let's go get that one piece. True. Like the the Yankees could easily be like, oh, we up 30 games in the division. We just waiting on the playoffs. Like we could just rest up and wait on the playoffs. But Mm -hmm. it's so competitive this year. Like it's really kind of top heavy. Like a little bit this year in MLB because you got like five or six teams that's like a clear cut above everybody else and then like everybody else is kind of like you know regular right but yeah these these teams they making moves like I respect that they are making moves man like you said that's you can't you got you can't be complacent bro and uh also I forgot to talk about the Astros I like what the Astros did I think maybe yeah. second. That might be my, my second favorite because they added Trey Mancini from the, uh, the Orioles. Man, he's been tearing it up since he got to Houston, you know. Um, 
y'all don't know, the Orioles made their ballpark huge um, this past year. They extended left field wall. It's, it takes, you got to hit a monster shot to hit it out now. It's like 370, 380 left field, you know what I mean? It's yeah, you got to have a BB core. You, you got to have a BB core that we used to have in high school to, yeah. to hit one out of there. Yeah, it's insane, it's- man. But, like, uh, I want to say, I, I can't find the stat right off the top of my head, but they were saying, like, if the Trey Mancini had been playing for the Astros the whole year, he would have, like, 10 more home runs, you know. And then, literally, he goes to the Astros, and I see him hit, like, a home run his first game. Then, uh, a few nights ago, I saw him hit a grand slam, you know what I mean? So, he's really fitting in good with them. Um, they also added uh, Christian uh, – Velasquez um, says uh, catcher for them. Uh, Christian Vasquez, sorry. Christian Vasquez from um, the Red Sox, which kind of crazy too. The Red Sox are just playing in that level. And they just gave away a starting catcher to the Astros, you know. But for the Astros, they got a, a better hitting uh, catcher now. Um, somebody who hits for a high average. And they added Mancini, man, like. They really don't have any holes. So, um, and they, and granted, you know, I'm a Braves fan, so I, I'm like, okay. You know, they did get Will Smith on the Braves. Uh, Will Smith has struggled during the season, but to Will Smith's credit, Will Smith, if you look at his numbers, has always been a good pitcher in the playoffs. Um, he shut it down last year for the Braves. He didn't blow any opportunity. 11 scoreless innings. Yeah. The eleven scoreless innings last playoffs. Yeah. So, and he's a lefty, and the Astros don't have any lefty bullpen pieces. So that is also another nice. It's a nice try. You know, you never know. So I like what the Astros did. I would give them. I wouldn't give them a. I don't know. I might give them an A because I feel like even though it wasn't like any huge additions per se, I think they were really you know important to their team and is going to help them with their depth as they move forward. Um, yeah, that's that's probably the biggest trades. I mean, I will. I don't want to just skip by. I mean, I'm a, you know, since we are Braves people, we know that we did add, um, we did add uh, Glacius. Glacius from the Angels. Um, he's very good uh, closer. Basically, uh, he's been good for the last few years. Power, power righty out of the bullpen. Uh, good upgrade, you know, somebody who can step in and close when Kenley is down or maybe he's, you know, pitched too much or whatever. You can step right in, man. So that's a really, I think that's a really solid piece for the Braves and their bullpen. For an uh, area that hasn't been a weakness, it's been one of their strong points, probably one of the best in the MLB to add on that. I think that's pretty good to double down on that. And they also added uh, Jake Odorizzi, who um, kind of helps with depth. You know, we got... A lot of young uh, pitchers in our rotation, specifically like Spencer Strider, you know, um, hasn't pitched as much ever in his, you know, his career. So the Braves might want to, you know, throw Odorizzi in there and, you know, cut down on some of his innings and make sure Strider's ready for the playoffs. So um, overall, I think it was a pretty active, uh, you know, trade deadline. Um, Phillies did add Noah Senegal. I want to add that. You know, I think that was pretty nice. Um, yeah, I think it was pretty active, and that's 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 what you want to see, man. Uh, I was a little worried that uh, – I don't want to say worried, but, you know, there was more teams that are in the playoff race this year, so I was wondering and 
wondering would they be more or less trades because of that. Like teams are more reluctant to send players off. But I think it was still active, and I think what we saw a little bit this year more than that we that we haven't maybe seen in the past is we saw more either playoff team or contenders trading amongst each other. Like the fact that, you know, the Padres and the Brewers did a trade together was kind of like, you sure? Okay. Braves traded with the Astros. Like they were just in the World Series last year, and we traded with each other. You know what I mean? So I thought that was interesting. The Cardinals and the Yankees trading. Like these are teams that are in the playoff race and still trading amongst each other. So, um, like I said, I don't think it killed the trade deadline. I just thought it – you know, maybe made them trade amongst each other a little bit more. So, uh, that was cool. I don't think anybody got worse. That That's the biggest thing. I don't think anybody got worse. So, like, I don't think I would give a failing grade to any of these teams, like, as far as the trades. Yeah, unless everybody they did, had it. Unless they just didn't trade, you know what I mean? And some teams yeah, unless trade. they just had fat team. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't do nothing. Right. So, yeah, I, I agree. Um, so, yeah, so after – you know, all the trades that went down or whatever. Uh, Lance, who do you think is like, do you think anybody has become like a favorite? Um, or you think it's changed the playoff uh, picture any for real? Or you think it's kind of the same? I still got my same World Series, and, and it's coming true, unfortunately. I knew the Dodgers was going to take another step, and they currently have the best record in baseball. And the Yankees are currently, yeah, they have the best record in the AL. Uh, both, Both the Yankees and the Astros have 70 wins. I think those are the two, you know, clear cut top two teams because nobody else has over 60 wins and they both got 70 true so you know i think i think it's still gonna be dodgers yankees those are the two favorites if i had to go ahead and shoot a pistol in the dark and give a wild guess i i was still i still think the yankees are a wee bit better and it's by hair it's by hair yeah. yeah, you could really go either way, but those are the two favorites to me. To me, the Mets and the Braves are like just below the what the Dodgers are. And I say that, you know, kind of, kind of, I don't know, the, the Mets are good this year. Like, really good. And I told you on the first part that we did at the beginning of the season, I was like, bro, I think the Mets are going to surprise a lot of people. Because I knew that was going to be good. But if you had Scherzer, DeGrom, nobody is going to want to see them in the playoffs. Yeah. So the Dodgers might be the favorite, but that's a tough top two to face in the playoffs in the series. Yeah, bro. I'm not even going to hold you. Uh, Mets look good. And yeah, they do. The The fact that Scherz is throwing like this now and then the Grom coming back and like I, I've the two games I've seen him since he came back, bro, he's back, man. Like, it's over with. Like, if they he's still throwing 100 to stay healthy. 
If those two stay healthy, bro, it's, I'm sorry. And they're in the playoffs, bro. Come on, man. You know what I mean? I'm not even going to – I'm not going to hold you. Uh, this Mets team is a little different. They got good depth. They have a good uh, plan at the plate. Um, they added some nice low-key additions to the lineup over the, uh, the, the, the trade deadline. The only, I guess, weakness per se is their bullpen. But they got five starters in the playoffs. You Legit. Need, yeah, they got five great starters. You only need three in the playoffs. So they could easily do like what the 2019 Nationals did and just use starting pitchers as bullpen help. You know what I mean? So you got DeGrom, you got Scherzer, DeGrom, and probably I'll say Bassett. I think he's probably been the, the third best pitcher for them. And then you got uh, Taiwan Walker can come out the bullpen. And you got the the Peterson. Uh, no, they got Carrasco, too. I forgot about They got Carlos Carrasco. He can play. Man, look, the the, the, the Mets look good. I'm not going to lie. I think I think they got a good coach this year. If I had to guess, I'm I'm leaning. I'm kind of leaning Mets. I'm leaning Mets, Braves. I don't know. It's something about the Dodgers starting pitching to me this year. I just don't. I don't believe in their starting pitchers as much this year. I don't think they have they have good pit starting pitching, but it's not like hasn't been as dominant to me. Like like last year, granted, I mean it didn't work out, but they had Scherzer, Bueller was balling. You know what I mean? Like Bueller kind of been having an off year. I think he been hurt this year or something. Um, yeah, I thought he uh he 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 got something nagging. Yeah, something happened. I, you know what I mean, and they don't have Scherzer, so I mean they got they still got Clay 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 uh, Kershaw, you know. But Kershaw he he's had his moments in the playoffs. We all know that he's still good, but he's had his moments. Uh, he's not as dominant, I don't think. Uh, um, Goslin, I mean he's he's having a good year, but I don't really trust him for real in the playoffs. And then after that, they got they signed the guy Anderson. Um, I think his name Tyler Anderson, lefty. He's having a good year for him, but it's not you know it's nothing consistent. You know what I mean where it come from. You know, I don't I don't trust him in the playoffs. So if I had to be honest with you, based off of just what I've seen or previous, I kind of I kind I kind of lean Braves or Mets. Um, right now I'm going Mets though for real. So. So yeah, um, so we kind of talked about who we think, you know, playoffs looking. So right now, you know, it's about the same Yankees, same names. You know, Yankees, Astros, you know, Dodgers. I think the Mets probably Braves. You know, what I mean, the Padres. Even though they made these deals, I think it's good for them over the long term. But I think, I think, I don't know, pitching wise, I think they still gotta figure out the start pitching this day. I don't know yet. So. It might not. Their trades might not come. It might not come into fruition for real to my next year. I think you know because you got all them pieces. People gonna want to go over there and play for them. So you know we'll see. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of the recap of the trade deadline and you know how we think the the playoffs uh, will probably move forward. But uh, just to kind of we just kind of want to you know redirect to on something that happened. That we really didn't get to talk about um, 
that was pretty significant for a lot of um, MLB uh, fans, African Americans within the game, man. And that set the fact that uh, this year in the MLB draft uh, 2022, um, there were four black players that were taken in the top five of the draft. Um, this is history, like I said, it's never been happened before. Um, you know, Drew Jones went at number two, Andrew Jones' son, followed by uh, Kamar Rocker, uh, went to Texas, Tamar Johnson, uh, went to Pittsburgh, and then Elijah Green went to Washington. Um, so yeah, this was the first time that this has ever happened uh, in the MLB. Um, and uh, the thing about it, which is so cool, is uh, for the top, you know, being black or whatever, um, they all played in something called the Dream Series, uh, which was um, something the MLB put together to uh, showcase, um, you know, pitching and, and catching and the diverse uh, the groups of uh, high school uh, athletes that are predominantly uh, African American. They put uh, together like a little camp to, you know, show a lot of uh, great African American kids that were, you know, playing the game and, and um, putting them kind of on display, man. Showing showing that you know there are there is talent within uh, the community. So um, that's something that's huge, man. Uh, like I said, that's kind of the basis of this brand, the DNA culture, man. It's, it's you know, I mean, we're trying to, you know, grow the representation of uh, African-Americans in the game of baseball. And to see that that's happening, um, it, it's, it's, I think it's a good sign for our future, man. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, man. Lance, give me some of your thoughts on, on the, on the uh, draft. Yeah, so this is what DNA wants, right? So we we should be happy. You know, this is what we pushing. We pushing for more minority influence and awareness to baseball. Now, one thing I will point out also is three of these dudes have very good bloodlines. Drew Jones is, of course, we Braves fans. All of us know Andrew Jones, you know, one of the best defensive center fielders ever. And also, he won, he won uh, multiple MVP, or did he just win one MVP? I know won. he had 50 home runs. He never but, won. They didn't give it to him, but he should have won. Ah, they didn't. He should have won. I know he hit 50 home runs last uh, one year, but, you know, Andrew Jones, one of the best, you know, Braves outfielders ever. Kamar Rocker, that's Tracy Rocker's son. He's a former Auburn football player, NFL football player, so he got the bloodlines. Uh, Elijah Green, uh, his dad was a Pro Bowl tight end, and he played for the University of Miami. His name is Eric Green. So, you know, these guys, they got good bloodlines. You know, I'm sure they, you know, been raised, you know, to be athletes so you know they're yeah. not going to be out here you know misrepresenting you know black people yeah. <laughs> yeah. i guess we could say you know because yeah. you know that's always a concern with draft prospects you know their character the intangibles mm-hmm. i don't think we're gonna have to worry about intangibles with none of these guys you know right. they all good guys you know the for 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 it to be four minority players in the top five and all four of them went consecutively that that's a great look for baseball yeah like it uh 
a black player going top five, that that used to be like a unicorn at one yeah. point. I know it was for me because I I know I never noticed you know multiple minority players going in the top five, but we had four. So yeah. you know it's a great look for baseball, and you know we had the segment a few pods ago talking about what MLB should do to raise the awareness to the minorities. Well, here's a start: you got four guys in the top five; they're gonna be top prospects. They all going to be up in a few years, you know. Push these players. You know, they all come from the Dream uh, program, the MLB Dream program. You know, market them. You know, push them. You know, it, it's great for the game because, you know, the more people, the more eyes you get on the game, it only makes it better. True. You know, so it, it, it's, it's great. And, and I hope, you know, we have – seven in the top 10 or, you know, seven in the first round or, you know, whatever. I hope the numbers grow because it's some really, really, really good baseball players that, you know, sometimes get overlooked. Yeah, that is true. You know, for, for you know, whatever reason. Right. But yeah, that, that's basically what I think. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said, man. Like you said, bro, it's just – it's just good to see. It's good to see uh, us being represented, uh, representation, and uh, and and showing that we can have top, you know, elite uh, talent. You know, what I mean, we are elite talent. You know, so um, and in one I, draft, yeah. not even like multiple rounds. But this is this was one round in the same draft. One round in top five pick. So uh, yeah, top just, five pick. Yeah, I think I think is is what. You know, what I mean, uh, like I said, uh, the the stat that made me start this um, this whole thing was, uh, you know, African Americans only making up like seven percent of MLB rosters. You know, and I just felt like it was the reasons because of that. You know, because of representation, whatever, blah blah. blah. Um, but I do think uh, that the MLB has, you know, increased their uh, what it looks like to me is like they increased their involvement on uh, trying to get you know, black kids involved in baseball with, especially like with their different programs, you know, they got the dream series, but they also do the, um, do like the RBI thing, you know, and I mean, it's good. And, 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 uh, I've, you know, I kind of talked about this a little bit. Like the only thing I wish about the RBI series, I wish that it was more available to more cities. Um, I think that, I think uh, it's just the cities that hold the teams, right? Or am I wrong on that? Well, not most of them. Most of them are teams that have cities that have teams, but like, like I know, like New Orleans has one. So I think it's it's, it varies a little bit. um, But I just know, like, as far as I'm just saying, like, as far as Alabama, I don't think there's any RBI program in Alabama that I know of. If it's not one in Birmingham, then I don't think you know. There is one, but you know, so I mean, like, it's good for kids, you know, in those areas like Atlanta, they have one. I know New Orleans has one up here, uh, DC has one. So, I mean, those are that's that's good, you know, for these areas. Chicago has one that's great, but I do wish that it branched off a little bit more. And I think a little bit like uh, more mid level 
medium-sized cities that they can get REI programs as well. Like if Mobile had a program and, you know, Montgomery, Birmingham, whatever, I think you'll see it, you know, grow even more. So um, I think that uh, eventually that can help. And, uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, it's more work to do, of course, but I think this is a good sign that the initiative has, you know, kicked off and it's starting to show a little bit. So, you know, as long as they stay consistent. At least man. one in every state. I think if yeah. they did one in every state, at least, you know, yeah. that, that'll that be the start. Because I know it ain't in every state for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, you know what I mean? So that'll, that'll help you. That'll help you time, man. But, yeah, man, besides that, bro, I think that's about it as far as subjects we're going to talk about on this podcast, man. It was pretty good. I want to, you know, keep it short, straight to the point, talk about the trade deadline, talk about how it affects everybody and you know we wanted to hit on this draft man um just to let everybody know though i did drop uh season two of the dna culture clothes you know i got got this world series championship uh shirt right here um kiss the ring as long as we can (laughs) kiss the ring man yeah for yeah as long as we can and I dropped some some more designs too, man. So y'all head over to the dnaculture.com and just check it out, man. You know, nothing. I ain't hitting nobody across your head or nothing or whatever, bro. But it's just a way to you know to support the brand and support uh, you know the movement I'm trying to start, man. You know, it's we just starting off, bro. But you know, I got I got big I got a big vision for this, you know, and you know, as as much support as I can get, man. The the more I can give back and and really uh, pour into you know the the purpose of this brand and and to really make an impact within baseball so uh, appreciate all of y'all uh for the support so far man and you know it'll, it'll be there you know just hit me up if you need to or just head over to the website hit me up social media whatever to get whatever so um thank y'all for supporting so far man um but yeah that's that's pretty much the episode man thanks for joining um follow and like and subscribe to the dna culture um the DNA coach on all social media platforms and everybody have a good Sunday, Monday, whatever, whenever day you listen to this, have a good day, man. And y'all, y'all keep it up and, and, and stay prayed up, man. So we are out.